Hi, you're listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Shridharan, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine our knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judicial and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. This podcast focuses on the Tata Motors AAR decision relating to employee recoveries. Tata Motors AAR decision a fix to the age-old strife employee recoveries have always been a contentious issue whether in pre-GST era or in the GST era this issue has been addressed by Maharashtra Authority of Advanced Ruling AAR in case of Tata Motors Limited recently the advanced ruling was sought on the issue as to whether provision of bus facilities by the employer to the employee on a nominal price will be liable to GST. The AAR observed that since the facility is provided only in the capacity of employee, the transaction between the applicant, which is Tata Motors Limited, and the employees is due to employer-employee relation and is not a supply under GST by virtue of Clause 1 of Schedule 3 to the Central Goods and Services Tax Act 2017 or the CGST Act. The above ruling is a welcome one for the assessees as it will certainly help, at least, in reduced compliance work. We will be discussing effect of this AAR ruling in the context of other employee recoveries. Recovery as deduction from salary Let us address the taxability of the most common ways of recovering the amount from employees, that is, deduction from the salary of employees. The same was dealt in the case of Tata Motors Limited. The taxable event, that is, supply under Section 7 of the CGST Act and the term business both have been defined in an inclusive manner under GST which connotes their wide coverage. All forms of supply which are provided for consideration in the course of furtherance of business have been covered within the ambit of supply. On reading of above provisions, it can be said that the services provided by the employers to the employees are covered under the ambit of supply and the same is leviable to GST. However, it is worthwhile to see if the above services can be set to be covered under Schedule 3 of the CGST Act as held by the EAR. It is pertinent to highlight that the set schedule covers services provided by employee to employer and not by employer to employee. A doubt which arises here is whether the service provided by the employer can be considered to be in the capacity of a service provider. Further, will it make any difference if the services are provided only to select employees on payment of consideration? It seems that this relationship of employer and employee, that is, as service provider and service recipient, has not been considered by the AAR. Further, since the services are not provided to all the employees, can the services be said to be provided in the course of employment? If yes, can it be supported by the press release dated 10th July 2017? Let us address the above issues by delving into the tax treatment by other rulings of AARs in service tax regime and jurisprudence developed in some other mature VAT jurisdictions. Clearly, contrary to the above ruling of the AAR, 
Kerala AAR in the matter of Caltech Polymers Private Limited, which was upheld by the appellate AAR, has held that the recovery of amount from employees for the canteen services provided by the company is taxable under GST. However, the same was not considered in the decision of Tata Motors. The issue has also been dealt in the erstwhile service tax regime. A draft circular, which was never finalized, clarified that whether the amount is deducted from salary or the services are provided against a portion of the salary foregone by the employee, both will fall within the definition of service. The status of the employee will be of service recipient and not as a mere employee when consuming such output service. The above draft circular was relied upon by the SESTAT in case of Ultratech as well as SPM Autocom. Since the above circular was never finalized, the sanctity of the same is an open issue. The above view has been endorsed internationally as well, particularly in the case of AstraZeneca UK Limited. In the said case, a scheme was introduced under which employees could opt to take a portion of their remuneration in the form of goods and or services rather than as part of cash salary. It was held by the court that provision of vouchers amounts to supply of services effected for consideration. Following the said case, HMRC Revenue and Customs issued Brief Number 28 by 11, which clarified that the amount of salary foregone is consideration for supplies of the benefits, whether provided under a salary sacrifice or by a deduction from salary. From the above, it can be said that the services provided by the employers can be said to be an independent service in the capacity of service provider. However, the view taken in Tata Motors' AAR ruling is to the contrary. But, since the Tata Motors' ruling is favourable to industry, it will be interesting to see how far one can count on and rely on the said ruling. Apart from reduction from salary of employees, let us see if the AAR ruling can be applied in other cases also. No recovery, provision of services as part of employment contract. Cost to company. Will the situation change if the facilities are provided to all the employees as part of the employment contract as perquisites, that is CTC, and thus no recovery is made from employees? This seems to be the most convenient way of dealing with such activities since press release dated 10th July 2017 has clarified that the services provided free of charge in terms of the contract between the employer and employee to all the employees will not be chargeable to GST. Though the press release is in favour of companies, the ambiguity which remains is whether these services can be said to be in nature of salary foregone, in the form of perquisites, and will be leviable to tax. In such cases, can one try to protect them contractually? Recovery from employees on behalf of vendors A company may recover an amount from the employees on behalf of the vendors and pass on the same to vendors. Well, the case seems to be similar to reduction from salary, but it may not be. In such cases, a doubt which always keeps lingering is that whether the services are actually provided to employees directly or the service recipient is employer who is merely recovering the amount from the employees. Precisely in the case of insurance recoveries, AAR has held that such recoveries are not taxable. But the fate of other services for which recoveries are made from employees on behalf of vendors has not been addressed. It will be interesting to see how authorities and courts 
reconcile this principle with other recoveries made from employees on behalf of vendors. Direct payment by employees to contractor or vendor. There may be situations where the contract has been entered by the company for facilitating services to employees and consideration is being paid by employees. In such cases, there is always an uncertainty about the recipient of services. Can the services be said to be received by employer since he is contractually obliged by the vendor or the services will be said to be received by the employees since he is paying consideration? The tax treatment and the compliances vary in both situations. The issue was addressed by the Karnataka AAR in the case of Ilior India Catering LLP, wherein it was held that since the employee is paying consideration, he becomes the recipient of the service and the service is rendered by the vendor to the employee. Can a person be said to be a recipient merely by payment of consideration is a point to ponder, especially because the consideration can be paid by third party as well. The issue of employee recoveries is an unclear area. The subject AAR ruling has given relief to Tata Motors Limited, for whom it is binding. Unless the issues are properly addressed by the authorities by way of proper clarification, there will be no uniformity. Considering that there are conflicting decisions and orders on this subject, one should not simply rely on the AAR ruling in Tata Motors while determining the taxability on employee recoveries. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You could write to us at podcast at lakshmishree.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future episodes you'd like to hear more about. Do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which is being linked in the episode description below to keep abreast of relevant legal updates. We hope you'll join us next week.